It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! What's up, Utah Jazz Nation? I hope your summer is going well. It's time for a Take Note Thursday episode of the Hive Sports Podcast. We are doing a Time Machine Thursday special for Pioneer Day weekend, uh, a look at our third and final mock draft, and a mailbag question about whether the Jazz should consider taking a local player. Before we do that, though, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We want you following us on all the big three social media platforms, so please search at the Hive Sports and hit that follow button um, so you can stay up to date on the latest on sports in Utah, especially your Utah Jazz. So without further ado, let's get this party started. So um, on this day in jazz history, well, there's not a lot that happens in July, so I might cheat and talk about this upcoming weekend a little bit. Um, usually around this time, there's free agency and everything. Last year we were getting pretty close to playing in the bubble. Um, so I was just looking at on July 24th, a very notable birthday is um, Utah Jazz forward Car Malone. Yeah, if you heard, heard of him, he was born on Pioneer Day on in 1963. So, so that's kind of cool. Um, just looking at that, I mean, so he's getting, he's gonna be 58 this weekend. So when you're celebrating Pioneer Day, or if you're one of those that celebrates, calls it Pie and Beer Day, I I think that's a funny um, play on the on the holiday. I know I know some of you, you all think that I mean it is kind of one that is celebrated largely by by the LDS Church because most of the pioneers that came here on July Fourth, eighteen forty seven, were from the LDS Church. But I think it's just a cool tribute to our state of the people that settled our state. Just um, there's a lot of people. Some weren't even members of the church. I, mean, I think Jim Bridger is a, a famous one. He he came out west. He's the one that's famous for thinking that the Great Salt Lake was the Pacific Ocean, because <laughs> nobody else had been out here before. But anyways, so so I just want to wish Carl Malone a happy early birthday this weekend. Um, one funny fact about that is, or or I don't know if it's just an urban legend or a fact. I heard it a couple of times so must be true um this speaks for how funny carmelone is um when he first got here in the 80s there was a pioneer day parade but and it happened to be on his birthday so he's he joked or i don't know if he was serious but he just was like oh is this parade for me i i can't believe that they would do a parade for me i like and neither can i carl because you were only a rookie but hey now um i'm pretty sure they had some type of parade or celebration or when they made the statues outside of the then I think it was the Delta Center but but yeah now Vivint Arena um, I'd say that's a pretty worthy parade for you Carl um, and the mailman he was able to deliver for the Jazz um, for what was it, almost 20 seasons um, he was drafted in like the 80s kind of I think Stockton and him were drafted like consecutive seasons and then they became the dynamic duo of the NBA, won co-MVPs in the, in the 1993 All-Star Game, 
when hosted by the Jazz. And um, it's going to be fun in 2023. The plan is for, for the Jazz to host the All-Star Game. So, so we'll be, it'll be interesting to see if, I mean, Donovan and Rudy are still around. I assume they will be. What if they um, became the heirs to the, to the mailman and Stockton and won co-MVP? That would be cool to see. Um, so hopefully you guys found that interesting. Um, I think that Carl Malone is one of, if not the best, players in jazz history. It's hard to say one name without the other Stockton to Malone. So so that's kind of cool. Um, hopefully you all enjoy your holiday weekend, by the way. Um, what, it's a great day for wearing red, white, and blue and the flag because it celebrates not just our state, but kind of settling in the West. Like we wouldn't be the United States of America if people like the early, early pioneers of Utah didn't come out here and, and settle out here. So, so that's kind of cool. Um, so today, now that we have that out of the way, happy birthday once again, mailman. We are going to deliver you some other um, news and kind of analysis about the draft. Before we do that though, I want to talk about a giveaway we're going to be releasing shortly, if not today, then, then definitely tomorrow. There's going to be an NBA draft giveaway. Um, so we looked on, online and saw that the, the, the hat, the Jazz, were going to have the, their draftees where didn't get a lot of popular response. So we decided not to give away that hat, but there was another cool J-Note hat that we want to give away. But we want to make you do some work first. Um, I, I don't have the rules in front of me, but it's just kind of standard. You, you like, you, you mention some friends or, or something. That, that might be interested. Um, you'll get a couple point uh, extra entries for that. And then it's actually gonna be a caption contest. And we haven't done this before, but just from looking at um, fun, we were trying to explore fun ideas, you know, just make you do something fun. And so there's a, <coughs> excuse me, Donovan Mitchell picture from four years ago when he was at the NBA draft. I think he might've been wearing a jazz hat, or it might've been right before he was drafted, but he kind of has this fun, weird look on his face and so we want you to give us your best caption for that and if you do that we'll enter you to win a jazz hat um you, you can never use enough have enough jazz hats or too many jazz hats um i have probably like four or five i have like a city one a swat lake city just a purple one so hopefully this comes to a big jazz fan that enjoys wearing hats um yeah let let us know um I don't know. I, I kind of like, I'm liking the flat brim, but sometimes that hurts my head, but there's curved brim as well. You can always cur curve it um, with your hands or whatever if you liked, if you like curved brim. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens with this. Um, hopefully we get a lot of funny responses. Donovan Mitchell is one of my favorite players. So um, yeah. And so let's talk a little bit more about this draft. We have had so Griffin Gamble, shout out to him. He is our jazz stalwart for the off season. I've been kind of trying to focus on some other things with the site with, with Utah State. I'm doing a um, weekly series there um, for basketball, for football. And then this week talked a little bit about basketball. So if you're interested in the draft as it pertains to the Aggies and Nemea Cicada, um, we'll talk about him 
in the next segment, then then check out our um, Big Blues Day podcast this week. So, um, Griffin Gamble has been writing mock drafts like every other week. We, we try to have like mock draft every other week and then maybe some type of other jazz um, article. And so we're working to get more jazz content, especially once the season revs up and, and we get um, free agency. That'll be big and, and it'll be fun to see. Um, so let's talk about, I, I don't want to give away everything that Griffin talked about, but basically what I'm seeing is guards, guards, guards. So he mentioned one guard from the University of Houston. Um, and again, I'm going to make you guys go and to look and see who this was. You can give, uh, you might be able to guess since I said mentioned it was from Houston, but um, he, he's six foot five. Um, he, so I think that that was good to have a taller guard. Um, I think like it, it, would, it would be nice to, I mean, it's interesting, right? The, the Jazz aren't drafting um, with the idea of, of rebuilding. They are trying to reload and win a championship. He, um, I think he could be a good role player in the NBA, this guy. Um, one comparison to his game is McCall, Bri- sorry, McCall Bridges. <laughs> um, and so he averaged six, 18 points a game, six rebounds a game. Um, good, he's a good shooter. So, I mean, I think this guy could be a good player. Um, then the, the next guy played for Arizona State University. So um, he's also a six foot five guy. So apparently the, um, the notion is that maybe the Jazz are looking for a good starting or maybe even backup point guard that is a tall guy. Kind of reminds me of Dante Exum, but let's hope he can stay healthy. Um, so I think that, I mean, this guy averaged 14 points a game for the Sun Devils in his freshman season. Um, if the Jazz give this t- guy time to develop, he could maybe compete for a rotation spot, but pretty much what I'm seeing, and I mean, you, you guys can throw out other players or like centers or stuff, but the Jazz need either a plan A or plan B. Um, and I think this, at the 30th, at, if they're gonna keep the 30th pick and not try to trade up, they're not gonna get a plan A like starting guy in year one. I mean, you you don't see guys like Donovan Mitchell every year fall, especially to number 30. So um, we'd be getting, hopefully, a decent backup point guard. Um, at this point, I mean, I don't know. Uh, near the end of the draft, it's kind of hard to say. I think we have Jordan Clarkson does pretty well on the backup. But what happens if Mike Conley leaves? Does Clarkson start, or do we try to find, take a flyer on another proven NBA veteran guard, point guard. Like, I just feel like since Stockton, I mean, we had D-Will for a couple years, but we haven't found the answer. Maybe we found it in Conley, but it's just, there's been a lot of talk that his asking price is kind of high. He's getting up there in age, and we're, we're just not sure if the Jazz can afford him. Like, we're going to go deep in the luxury, luxury tax. Maybe the Jazz have to get rid of Bojan or um, Joe Ingles. Or I've, I've heard rumors that we're trying to maybe shop Derek Favors, even though it was awesome to see him come back for a season. I think, I mean, if we ha- if we had Favors on the on the team, we could 
try to maybe rest him more. Maybe if he'd, if he'd play for us for even cheaper than he already is, then, then that would be cool. Um, yeah, I, I think it'd be nice to have, um, I mean, Gobert is starting most of the games anyway, so if we could let Favors rest and let get a year with his legs under him. I think last year he was tired. We, they played a 72-game shortened season, so give him a year. Maybe he could revive some of his old Derek Favors um, play and just be really good off the bench. So that this is just some stuff to think about. I think that the Jazz are yeah, really wanting that guard, that 3 and D athletic long wing. So, I mean, I think that will not be a bad, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a decent height for your point guard. Like, not everybody can be a six foot nine point guard like LeBron and, and Greek freaks sometimes are, like where they're very versatile. But um, I think you just try to take the best guy available. And just a second, we're gonna get to the next mailbag question. And it is involving the draft. So a couple of you have asked me, I, I just got the question asked tonight by the at rural Utah sports um, on Twitter and was just asking. So a lot of you are, are fans of the local like high school and college teams. So Nemeas Keda, like I mentioned earlier, he, he was great for the Aggies and, uh, and had some good numbers and has just killed it in the combine. So with that being said, I was asked by the the, the rural Utah sports um, what he what what I thought about maybe the it, the chances of the Jazz taking Nemeas Keda, and he thinks that they could use him, but um, and I think they could too. But um, we have to remember that the Jazz have the 30th pick in the draft; they have no second round picks, and currently it seems like Keda is projected to be. A second rounder. Um, I was reading again. I think I talked about the some of the, there's just so much NBA draft coverage going on. And if you are a subscriber to the Athletic, you can read their bit 100, 100 player big board. I I, I found, found it yesterday. I, I um, read a couple of their their early mock drafts on the Big Blues Day podcast. If you want to listen to more about Kata, but this one just talks about his background and his strengths and weaknesses and overall outlook um it's very long so i won't read all of it but basically what i saw um he is a elite on the defensive end and on the inside so so that is not a bad thing at all if 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 you're looking for um a good player he's from Port portugal i think um we haven't done a bad job at drafting international guys particularly centers if you look at rudy gobert he's a defensive player of the year um, so yeah, his, um, he just killed it at the combine. Some of his strengths, I'll, I'll read it a little bit. He's good out of the dribble in Utah State's offense. Um, so, 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 so that's good. Um, we want guys that can be able to put the ball on the floor, um, in moments off. So I'll read this offensively in moments where he did get a chance to act as a finisher in situations applicable to the NBA. He was effective, making 64% of such looks, largely converted out of the dunker spot. Some of the passing and playmaking he showed was very effective. And so he has, also he has terrific size. Um, he, uh, you can't teach seven feet. Um, he, he had, he's seven feet um, in shoes. Okay, so maybe he's a hair under. But um, he has a seven foot four wingspan, 
So not quite the seven foot nine wingspan, but um, a nine foot four and a half standing reach. That, that that's above average for his position. So not not hard to dunk for him. Um, he is not an, a bad athlete. Um, he's two hundred fifty pounds. I, I I think it's good. He's got some meat on his bones. Um, he runs the floor well. So now that we've talked about some of his strengths, um, we do have to talk a little bit about his weaknesses. Um, one big one that it worries me a little bit is lateral movement because I feel like we need a big that can, and that, that I think is a weakness for a lot of traditional bigs. And I think Kata is mostly traditional big. Sometimes one thing that's impressed me is he's tried to take um, some mid-range and even outside shots, but uh, some teams see that as, I mean, the, 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 the athletic mentioned that that was a weakness, which that confused me. I'm like, at least he's not afraid to make the shot, to take the shot. He doesn't make a high percentage, but I think, I mean, he, I, I've seen him make a few during my time as an Aggie fan. So, um, so I mean, but, but we, we want him taking high quality shots. And sometimes I think I've, I've seen him have issues kind of like Rudy Gobert did early in his career where um, it, 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 he kind of fumbles the ball a little bit when they pass it to him. Um, it just seems like um, some of this notion is that he's maybe not always playable, at least from an NBA standpoint, because maybe some of his weaknesses um, might be magnified in the NBA. Like, um, I think we saw Sam Merrill get drafted at the a Mr. Irrelevant spot, and he didn't have such a little athleticism Keita has, but he can shoot. And I think so, if Keita develops a, a decent um, jump shot, he could be he could be pretty dangerous. Um, I think that he's impressing people in the combine. Um, there are, it'll just be interesting to see how many other good centers are taken before him. He's listed as the 55th best prospect in the NBA. He, he decided to forego his senior season, and I think he could have had an outside shot of being an end of the second round in his freshman or sophomore year if, if he did this good at the combine. But I think he was smart to have a couple years to develop. Um, in my opinion, I think he's better than the 55th prospect. Um, that For the Aggies, that, 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 that'll be interesting that they'll have guys um, taking in three out of the last four big drafts with the NFL draft and the NBA draft, assuming that Keita gets drafted. Um, yeah, that they drafted Jordan Love in 2020 for the football, and Sam Merrill last year um, was drafted by the Bucks in the Mr. Irrelevant spot. Um, I am hoping, I feel like as good as Sam Merrill was, I think Keita is, I mean, there's just so many guards at Sam Merrill's position, it was competitive, but I think Keita is, Good enough. I mean, at seven feet and with the talent that he has, I think that a, a, a NBA teams would be um, foolish to pass up on him. So, as it pertains to the Jazz, unless they make some trade to, to get um, some a second round pick, I, I think they'll use their their first round pick on well, like one of those athletic guards, like I said, and, and make sure to go to thehypesports.com and look at mock draft 3.0, 2.0, 1.0, <laughs> and just look at some of the guys that we have. Um, real quick, I'll mention um, the numbers usually don't lie, so I'll mention some of Kata's numbers. 
and let you guys decide for yourselves. Um, yeah, and I would encourage you to go look at, at tape of him in, at, at Utah State. Um, I, I still am a junkie when it comes to Utah State sports, so I'm watching consistently his some of his old um, highlights. But he had so 11.8 points per game his freshman year, then increased that from, to 13 points his sophomore um, had some injuries, and then junior year, 14.9 points a game. He upped his rebounds to 10.1 rebounds per game his junior year. Um, his assists upped it to 2.7. Um, he did have 2.4 turnovers per game, so slightly more than his freshman season, so we gotta clean that up if he's gonna be in the NBA. Um, he upped his blocks per game to 3.3. He was just a block monster, which Makes me happy. I think, I mean, he's not much shorter than Rudy Gobert, but could he be um, the next Stifle Tower? Maybe he, I mean, and maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves, but Rudy Gobert was selected with the 27th pick, and, and he was kind of a project at first. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, Kade made 55% of his field goals. His free throw percentage, he upped it to 70%. If, if he could be a decent free throw shooter, that's that would be very helpful for in the NBA it's it's tough to make free throws um sometimes if you can't make free throws you're unplayable you saw they took Ben Simmons out of a playoff game I think it was a game six or game seven against the Atlanta Hawks um for some reason Doc Rivers I mean I I've been hearing by the way people are giving um undeserved criticism to Quinn Snyder I mean I, I mean yeah maybe all coaches deserve some criticism but they were talking about him being like a choker in the playoff games. And Donovan Mitchell just um, responded and put that to bed and said, we're not about to do that. Um, but but anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So my answer on Keita is, yeah, the, the, maybe the Jazz could consider it. I've, I've seen some um, like speculation that he's the 23rd best prospect in, in the NBA. The question is just whether or not these teams need a center. It seems like everybody wants the long athletic guard that the Jazz want. So hopefully the Jazz pick the right guy at the 30th pick that could develop to be at least a rotation player. Um, with the 30th pick, it's hard to, to get that. Um, what if the Jazz, here's my proposition. If you really want Keita and just don't want to take the risk of, of making the wrong 30th pick, then trade the 30th pick for two second round picks and just see what you can do there. Um, and I think that the second round, you, the back of the second round might be even cheaper. So so if you can if you can do that and Kate is still on the board in the 50s, then yeah, select him. Um, I know that the Jazz have Udoka Azubuki. Um, and so I think that he's kind of projected to maybe, hopefully he's ready to be the backup. But if the Jazz get rid of favors, they're gonna need a backup. and. Might have to be one of the one of the young guys already on the roster, unless they want to shot for a center. I would say they look for something cheap because they were paying favors a decent amount to sit on the bench a lot last year. So um, if you take these young guys, I, I know the Jazz the Jazz want to win now, but um, we're pretty deep at the guard spot. So I think we can afford to um, try to. I mean, if we're drafting these guys, Azubuki has a year under his belt. If you get a guy like Cater or somebody else in the draft or undrafted, and try to develop develop somebody to be an adequate backup, then that would be great. Um, Rudy Gobert's been pretty healthy. If he somehow how were to get hurt, then 
the Jazz can shop for somebody else. But um, I think the Jazz will be in good shape. They just need to keep, um, I mean, with Justin Zanuck, um, he is now the guy. Dennis Lindsay is now an advisory role. Um, I think that'll be good. I, I had heard some rumors, I'm not sure if they're true, but that there's a little bit of friction in the organization between him and Snyder. Um, I think Snyder really believes in Rudy Gobert, and, and who knows, maybe I've heard rumors that maybe Dennis Lindsay doesn't. Maybe he's buying into all the talk that, but, but I think that's stupid. Like, you need to, to trust Quinn Snyder from a basketball standpoint. Um, I think Rudy just needs, needs some of the athletic wing defender so he's not having to pick up all the slack. So, so let's see what happens. Um, I think that the, the Jazz, if they do that, they'll be in good shape, but, but they do need a backup center. So whether that's Azubuki or Keita, let's see what they decide to do. Um, so as a homer, I don't want to just say 100% get Keita. Like, I don't know if I would get him at the 30th pick, not because he's not good. I mean, he is really good, but just is there a need? I, I think maybe the need for athletic wing is greater. Now, that being said, I know sometimes uh, in the old days, they would say you draft the best player. Um, the Portland Trailblazers, I know some of you Portland Trailblazers fans, shout out to the Huckbells, um, know that that the Blazers with the second pick in the NBA draft, they selected Sam Bowie, and he just um, wasn't nearly in the same class as Michael Jordan, but the Trailblazers were like, we need a center, and then, and then I can't remember who it was that said it, but there's a famous quote that said, take Jordan and draft him at center, <laughs> or start him at center, because if you gotta take the best player available at that point. I mean, I don't know, at the 30th pick, I feel like all the players are maybe a drop off of the best, and so you maybe you look more at need, but um, I don't know if you would say that reverse and say take Keita and draft him, start him at point guard, because he just doesn't have those skills, the lateral quickness yet, but he, he has a great center, so if the Jazz feel like they need him, or if they just feel like they don't need that 30th pick, like I said, and traded that for two second rounders, then yes, by all means, take Keita and Aggie fans will flock to the games. Um, especially when the Jazz play the Bucks, like Sam Merrill might be going to the rim. I think he might try to stay away from Keita, like trying to block him. Like Sam Merrill usually is a spot up three shooter. Um, I, I went last year to the Jazz Bucks game. My wife got it for me as an early Valentine's present. It was right before Valentine's Day. The only problem was I think they stashed him for a little bit on, um, it was like a different, because um, the, the Bucks, because of COVID, they didn't have their own G League team, so they stashed him on another G League team. Um, and then he came back after a while. He got some decent minutes in the playoffs. So I, I am hoping that the Jazz somehow pick Keita up. I still hope Keita gets drafted, by the way, don't get me wrong. But I hope like somehow via trade that the Jazz can pick him up and, and have a great player like him on our team. Okay, that's it. We're almost at about half hour, so I will let you enjoy your 24th of July, your Pioneer Day weekend, whether you're barbecuing, having some pie and beer. Um, I know there's some of you doing races. I, I like running, but I'm going to be taking just a long, easy run this weekend, um, kind of get my put myself back in the calorie bank for all the hot dogs and, and watermelon and all the good um, for 24th of July food. So hopefully you enjoy your, your weekend and make sure to say a happy birthday to Carmelone and and when you watch the, the Pioneer Day Parade, 
think of him because um, he deserves a share of, of that parade for, for being born and playing for the Utah Jazz. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school. So check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.